Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, today. When we've got a full house, it is very rare where this happens. We've got all of the boys here today. Kyle, Matt, Thacker are all joining me on this episode, and we are talking about Saints Row. A rather, I guess, contentious release, I guess would be said. I mean, there's a lot being said about this game. Uh, some on the good end, some on the negative end, and I guess we've just got a lot to unpack with this game. So, let's just dive right in. It's important to point out when we start this off that I think we're in a rare spot where exactly... Like, side mission is split right down the middle on this one, because Kyle and Thacker, you both are huge Saints Row fans, and myself and Matt have obviously never played a Saints Row before this. I've seen a little bit of the series. I'm sure Matt has seen a little bit of the series as well, at least to at least know the general gist of it. But as far as playing them, this was our, this was our first one. So uh, I guess let's just start with overall thoughts about the Saints Row reboot, because... Again, I think there's a lot to discuss here. Kyle, I'll start with you. You were looking forward to this game. You were really excited for this game. I know your plan was to platinum this game, and we'll get on why that might not happen here in a bit. But just talk about kind of your overall thoughts of this game from the jump. Don't Obviously, you know not to talk about every single thing so we can talk about something, but what is your overall review of this game right now? Um... This game was in a very, very weird uh, spot for me because it's been quite a while since we've seen a Saints Row game. And I know the last game that came out, uh, Saints Row 4, was very controversial due to the way that they took the story and the gameplay. So when they announced that they would be rebooting the series and kind of taking the game back to its roots, where you're not necessarily fighting aliens in space, and you're actually a street gang again, I was pretty excited because I, you know, while I did, you know, enjoy Saints Row 4, I totally understood all the criticisms as to why, you know, people didn't enjoy it. And so this game kind of gave us a lot of, I would say, hope when they were talking about, you know, taking it back to the way Saints Row used to be, which is what everybody kind of wanted. And I think that what I and most of the fans were expecting was not only for us to take the gameplay back to where it made cars actually worth using because you didn't have superpowers to jump halfway across the city. It made, you know the story kind of more down to earth where you're fighting rival street gangs and what we got felt very very tame compared to what it used to be yeah and i i will go yeah. ahead and say this i am not i'm not like overall hating on the game I do enjoy this game, but I think that I was very disappointed with their quote-unquote going back to its roots part. Because I really feel like this was a step back from Saints Row 1, which (laughs) released a long time. I mean, Saints Row 1 was more, you know... It was more wacky and wild than this game, and that's kind of weird to say that this is a reboot when the very first game somehow did it better 
Yeah, I I kind of felt the same as I was playing. Again, I've seen enough of the Saints Row games to know kind of roughly the context of what goes on, what people like about them, and why people enjoy them as much as they do. Now, I've never played them, not because of a lack of interest or that I didn't think they appealed to me. Just never really felt like I had the time to devote to playing a game like that. I know that they're, they're big open world games, and for me... I just, in my job, don't really have a ton of time for huge open-world games unless they're fantastic. Uh, I'm not saying the old games are, aren't fantastic, by the way. I think they're probably great, but just didn't have the time to devote to them. I do think, knowing what I know, this game played it very, very safe with a lot of things. And I'm not 100% sure if that worked fully because, Kyle, one thing you said to me, what does this game always get compared to? What does Sanctuary always get compared to? Grand, the <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. It does. Except the difference is Saints Row, for the most part, as Kyle, as you told me, it goes that extra mile with the weirdness, with the wackiness, with the humor. It goes that extra mile that you feel GTA doesn't. And right. I almost wish that I could, you know, I wish that I could say this game with the extra mile with it, but I just don't think they did. And I think that, again, just feels like they played it very safe and... I, it, there's there's good humor in some parts. Some of the one-liners are funny. I would say a lot of the one-liners are relatively funny, but the overall humor, the overall uniqueness of this game, to me at a certain point, it just kind of felt like another open-world game. It didn't really feel all that special. And Thacker, I guess I'll, I'll take it to you because I know that of the four of us, you've probably enjoyed this game the most. So... I want us to talk positives before we dive deep into critique. I want us to talk positives. And I know I know we all have quite a bit of negatives. And there, there's a fair... I, I want to say it sounds like we're being very negative now. I think, if you ask me, there is a skeleton of a good game here. The skeleton is there. The architecture of it is there. But there's just some issues when it comes to building it, building the game from there. Whether that's performance, whether that's story, whether that's writing, whether that's characters, perform d dialogue, character performances, what have you. It, gameplay, it just feels like there's quite a bit of misstep from there. But I want us to talk positive search because I will say this in defense of one thing about Saints Row. I think that reviewers that have said that Saints Row isn't fun and that they were bored, I think you're out of pocket. Because yep. we played the co-op. All of us have played a little bit of the co-op. There's fun to be had in this game. And I, I refuse to believe that you played this game and you sat there with a frown on your face the entire time. I think that's horse shit. So I will defend the game on that aspect. So Thacker, give me some of your positives. What, what were some of the positives you took away from this game? So without getting like into a huge amount of details and everything, I would say probably the co-op ability yep. um, would definitely be number one on this game, uh, especially because it does something that a lot of games don't do with their co-op. You aren't tethered to each other. Yes. Right? Like, I know the first time that I experienced the co-op was with you, Rusty. Mm -hmm. um, and what it was is I was going off doing stuff and everything, and then you would go and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. um, progressing even more of the story on my own game and I loved how there wasn't that tethering to it and then of course Saints Row is always known for its uh, over the topness 
compared to GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say the game didn't have that, but Kyle definitely hit the ham- the nail on the head. Um, it definitely was more tame than what Saints Row has been known for, and part of that is because there's there's details to it that Koch Media was really trying to just kind of you could see they were trying to start something new that wasn't from their previous uh, three and four and even get out of hell. You mean like that maybe they weren't trying to be completely reliant on that, you think? Yeah, I feel like they were trying to step away from that a little bit okay. because there was a lot less craziness than Saints Row is known for, especially with three and four being the Saints uh, lesser valued games. Okay. Um, so, I mean, like, Definitely hit it on the head with that, Kyle. But on on a more positive note from that, I would say just other than the co-opability, the fact that vehicles actually felt needed. Um, of course, you had some of these vehicles, like we'll get more into detail on it, but like the hoverboard, the hover bikes that were yeah. a little bit slower, just more fun to play with. But then you had vehicles like my personal favorite, the Fertilance, that if you fully upgraded it, it was a ride. Yeah. Like you could get anywhere and everywhere. Did. Um, even to like the speed boats and the, um, like aircrafts and everything, a lot more fun with it than just having to deal with the everyday, like drive ability. So I, I, uh, one thing I really, really want to touch on is the tethering. Like you said, I think that the fact that, you can go over 4,000 meters away, which, you know, you don't really need to do that. But the fact that you can do that in this game is a huge positive for me. Exactly. When we have games like Halo Infinite, the most expensive game ever made, and you can't go more than 300 meters away from the host... This game cost a fourth of the budget, and you can go 4,000 meters away. I got to say, if they can do it, anybody can. And I, I have to praise Saints Row for that. Well, Weren't you praising Halo as well, though? <laughs> like, not for the tethering. Wasn't that, like, one of your favorite games last year? Well, I mean, I think a game oh, can yeah, be I... one of your favorites, and you can criticize it. I mean, Kyle, I, I, I agree <laughs> with the cause. I think I want to touch on that. I don't think people understand just how little 300 meters is. Like, that's not yes. a lot of space at all. Like, in a, vi- a big open-world game, that's not a lot of space. So I think that, Kyle, to be fair, I mean, Kyle loved Halo Infinite. I don't think I'm de- I, think, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, Kyle, but I think even a game you love, you can criticize it. Oh, most definitely. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, say, I really wanted. I'm sorry. No, you're good, Kyle. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say I, I really wanted, you know, when they announced that there was going to be co-op and it was going to be four-player, I wanted to be able to do wanky shit like you can in this game yeah. when you get into, you know, like a vehicle that flies and I wanted to, you know, have my friends grapple onto me and fly them around the map. But, you know, if they can only go 300 meters away, what happens when they let go and they get flung? It's not really that funny, you know, whereas in this <laughs> game, I can pick up a friend in my car or I mean, I could pick them up while they're in a car and I'm in the VTOL and I can just launch them across the map and it's hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Like. The first, I think one of the few times that me and Kyle actually hopped into a game together, uh, the first thing he did was pick me up in the VTOL while I'm driving my fur to lands. And I'm like, what is, I can't even get out. What is going on? And then we get to where we were going. It was one of the adventure quests. And 
sure enough, we get there and then me and him trade vehicles and I pick him up. We get to the next one and I just fling him down. I was like, all right, let's start this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Matt is here in case anyone has forgotten. Matt Beck is also here with us. <laughs> but um, Matt, I know one thing that we've talked about in this game that we really like that hasn't been touched on yet. And I think that it's something that's, you know, when we look at other games that we've criticized for a lack of this, um, yeah. yeah, it's been a big criticism. I think that this game does a really good job with customization though. And I know that me and you have talked about that. What did you think about that in this game? I appreciate a game that really goes deep into its customization because when we were talking about uh, before this game's official release, we were talking about the characters we wanted to make. I wanted <laughs> to make Freddy Mercury. And when I saw the options that was there, um, I was like, looking through it all and I was like you know what everything I have everything that I need at my disposal to make the character I want and then I was um watching Kyle's um video share on there and he was just showing me all the things that people made and it blew my mind exactly just what kind of characters that you can make with the character customization which is some of the deepest I have seen in a uh, in a video game so I was very impressed with what you could do uh, as far as like how you know you could align the nose to be a certain height, the eyebrows to be a certain way, uh, a jawline, and then like all kinds of different like facial hair options, different hair options as well. And then as you're playing through the story, you unlock more clothes. And um, I was watching Kyle's character, and he was showing me some of the different skins he got, which there are some amazing things there. And <laughs> it really adds to the fact that this is your character because you're not playing a character that is set to the story to be a certain way, to look a certain way. Um, so you can make it look exactly how you want it to be. And, you know, you're running you're running a gang. You can run the gang as, um, who, who, who did we see? We saw, like, Austin Powers. We saw Napoleon Dynamite. I've seen Shrek. Um, I have seen that. I've seen Shrek. You've seen Shrek. I've, I've seen a Hellboy. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Rusty, you made Colt from... Uh, from Deathloop, yeah. From Deathloop, yeah. So... I thought that was really cool uh, that they did put so much um, time into developing the character customization. Yeah, I think the character creator is really, really well done. I I liked I liked ninety percent of the customization. When I say ninety percent, I mean I liked most of it. I really think that it was really, really, really well done. Uh, the last thing I want to add before we dive into some critique is that. I think that the gameplay as a whole when it comes to combat is fun. I think it's really fun. I think that a, a lot of reviews threw out the words outdated, repetitive, without really giving much of without really giving much context that from there. I think the combat is simple. I'm not gonna say that it's really, you know I'm not gonna say that it's, you know, advanced. I'm not gonna say that it's necessarily quote unquote whatever modern is. But I, I think that the gameplay is fun in that aspect. Now, as we dive into criticisms, I think it's important to realize that, or important to point out that w we tell people, we don't really go into games looking to dislike them. We don't go into them looking to hate them. What we are going to say over the next however many minutes long the rest of this podcast is, because we're already at 16 minutes, and here we go, uh... It's all because we would love, if a sequel does come from this, we would love for that sequel to be better. So, diving right in with the first real criticism that I have for this game. And I understand and am fully aware that you do not play a Saints Row game for the story. I'm fully aware of that. However, 
if a game is going to have a story, it's 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 time to it's time to critique it. If it's yep. if a story's going to be there, we have to critique it. We have to judge it as part of the package. Sure, not all games have to have a riveting story like Last of Us or like any of the Halo games with, as far as their campaigns. The stories don't have to be riveting, but they have to make sense and things have to be clear. And Kyle, I want to talk to you first because one of the biggest issues we both had with the story was there's no real clear antagonist here. You know, is it Marshall? Is it the Panteros? Is it the Idols? Is it it the Nawali? There's no real clear antagonist here. And I think that's the beginning of this game's problems is that it's not you're not quite sure what obstacle you're supposed to really be worried about because a gang like the idols they're really interesting i really like that the panteros on the other hand just felt like a generic street gang and marshall just felt like a typical you know militaristic group It, it just felt very typical in that in that discussion so at this point my biggest issue with the story, besides the writing, besides the cohesion, is that there's no real clear antagonist. Kyle, what were some of your other qualms with the story? Um, my my problems with the story was that we have a direct comparison when you look at games like Spider-Man, where you had your street gang with Kingpin's gang. You had your police force with, I can't remember who was it, Strike? Or who, who came in? You had your idols quote-unquote with you know mr negatives game how did you have literally all these people balanced out in this game i've seen this done with multiple villains you know with their respective goons go after you and the story is compelling i know exactly who i'm going after and what i'm doing there's honestly no excuse when just, you know, a few years ago, we got ga- games that had multiple intent. I mean, almost this same sort of build. You know, it's an open world game. You're fighting goons and, you know, gangs out in the open world. Even Saints Row the Third had three different antagonists, but, like, their story actually was good. It was, you were able to follow it, and it made sense at each part of the story who was the villain and you know in the end it actually all wrapped up whereas in this one i felt like they wanted to tell so many different stories and just mashed them all together where you know in the very beginning i thought the idols were going to be the big bad especially with the entrance they had and the whole cutscene to introduce them yeah and then you know they were talking about how it's like a collective and there's 11 of them or whatever and or, or a big number of them i was like oh okay so this game's story is going to be about us hunting down each of you know the idols collective and then the Panteros get involved, and there's this whole story with Nina and them destroying her car. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're going to be the other ones. And then out of nowhere, the Nawali just kills the head of the Panteros. And I thought that was the weirdest decision because they introduced... And I get it was supposed to be goofy because like they introduced him like a boss fight, and then out of nowhere, he just dies. However... <laughs> I was laughing for all of two seconds, and then I realized that I actually just missed an entire boss fight. That probably would have been fun, because I will I will say this. The train mission, despite me having to redo it as part of one of the game's many bugs and glitches where it didn't save, 
I did enjoy the train mission. I thought it was fun. Um, and I thought that having a big, cool boss fight at the end against Sergio, the head of the Panteros, would have been... You know, it would have made the mission better. It would, it would have, have at least made it one basically. of the more memorable parts of the game. But yeah. at that point, I was like, who the fuck am I supposed to be fighting? Because the Nawali just came out and killed Sergio. I've killed half of the idols. I, yeah. I, I don't know. And then Marshall gets involved, but they're like only in the background if you're doing side missions because i noticed you could beat the entire game and they're hardly present if you don't do any of their side missions involving them you could there beat most no of the game and not direction. even deal with them that's that's really yeah. that's really bad kyle because i don't know about you i i thought that of of all the factions i would have thought marshall would have been the main villain yeah same here yeah. agreed they were at least interesting um, I did want to input right quick about the gangs of this game. I did like the fact that each one of the gangs was linked to one of the main character's friends. Like, you had um, Kevin was linked with the Idols, and Nina was linked with the Panteros. Yeah. Um, and even, you, you, you even had the LARPers, which is in a way, um, I, I guess, a gang in a way that was linked with Eli. So I did think that that was kind of cool that these gangs were just randomly thrown in there, but that they did have some sort of link to the main character's friends. Well, see, I I didn't I forgot all about the LARPers even like that's that's kind of another <laughs> point of this is that there's just so much going on around you that it feels like there's no focus. That's the real problem here for me from a story narrative perspective is there's no real focus because I, I, if if anyone can tell me exactly how much time into the game it takes before you get to this point, that's great, but. Like, you spend probably the first 10 hours of this story going up against the Panteros, the Idols, and a little bit of Marshall, but not really a ton of them. And then the LARPers, depending on how much side missions you do. Like, you don't even really deal with Marshall hardly at all. And then randomly, both they and the Nawali both kind of get thrown at you at about the 60% point of the story. And that just feels to me like... I don't. I don't want to say they were just kind of throwing stuff at a wall, hoping it would stick. But that's almost what it feels like. It feels like there's just no focus, and this story could have benefited from maybe just cutting down to one or two side gangs and making a clear big bad. Whether that's the Nawali, Marshall, whoever, I feel like they would have benefited from that. The other thing I have with the story, and then Matt, I'll kind of get into what what you have to say about it. And I'm not even going to give a bunch of a spoiler warning because at this point the game's been out and if you've played it, you've probably beaten it already. The Nawali betraying you, most obvious heel turn in, in fucking history. Most obvious heel turn. Like that That was clear from the jump that he was going to betray you. And I'm, I, I, I get it that you can't hide everything. But as someone who does writing, if you're going to throw a quote-unquote twist into a game, into a plot... You've got to try to conceal it somewhat for it to have some kind of an effect. And it just, I mean, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't concealed at all in my opinion. And I feel like, again, when the twist happened, I just didn't really feel anything. I was like, eh, whatever, here we are. So, Matt, what were kind of your bigger gripes when you look at the narrative of this game? I mean, we've already covered how the gangs themselves are just kind of thrown in there, and then that the you said it yourself about the twist with the Nawali, like we saw it coming. 
Like, I would have liked... I, I feel like that there's some part of the story that's missing that drives this deeper connection between the Saints and, you know, trying to get um, the Nuwali to join their cause. Like, we had that whole section of the game where we get him to do... Was it the train infiltration? And then after that, he just chills at the church. Like, I mean, I didn't do like, a lot of the side mission stuff, so if he popped up here or there, then, like, I, I missed that out. Um, but then it's like, you know, the, here's the party... And then the Nawali betrays you, and then they throw you into this like I don't even I don't even know if the character died. You go into this weird like dream sequence where you're on the board game, and like it it's just so weird, and it like eventually gets to the point where the main character just snaps back into place, and then you know find out your friends have been kidnapped, and then you know you go to the mo one of the most disappointing boss battles that I've experienced yeah. as Jen. And um, I'm going to tell this. I'm going to say this right quick. I'm so tired of, sh of boss fights having shootouts. Like, I know your game is based off around, um, you know, the weapons and everything. But it's so, it's so tiring when, especially with the Nawali just running around and you having to chase him. And then his gang is like all over the place shooting at you and you're just having to take them down, chase after him. Then it goes to the next phase of the fight where he's in the chopper and, you know, you get the grenade launcher or whatever. And it's 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 just just no thought put into this into this in this boss fight in in a way to me. Um, for the story, it's almost as much thought went to the story as it went into the boss fight. Like a couple couple of months down from the road, I'm not really gonna even remember this game. Like that's just for me, and this is my first time playing a Saints Road game, and it did not leave an impact on me like a lot of games, new games that I have played. I think it says a lot when. And, you know, again, I, I, I don't like getting into the whole comparing game. I hate it in sports. As someone who works in sports, I hate it in sports. And I hate it when it comes to reviews. I hate comparing stuff, even though I know we do it all the time. But it says something when Kyle, I'm going to, you know, reference something that, we, you know, we've talked about recently. It says something when you're a massive Saints Row fan. This game does not change the fact that you love Saints Row. But it says something, I think, when Last of Us Part 1, a game that was remade, it says something when a game that's existed for almost 10 years now at this point, it says something when that story hits a lot harder than this, even though we all pretty much know what's going to happen, we all know the beats, we know exactly where the story's going to go. Well, Kyle, you don't because you've never played it, but it, to me it says something when I play that game and its story can still hit me more and impact me more than what a game I've never experienced before can. So I think that that does say a lot here. Uh, Thacker, I think that the other thing that I really want to discuss from this game, and I know Kyle has a lot to say about this. I'm going to go to him in a minute after I talk to you about this first, though. I really didn't like any of the characters in this game outside of the guy I created. I really didn't. And that's... Not me saying they're the worst characters of all time because Ride to Hell Retribution exists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that game is out there. But this these characters just feel very stale. They feel, feel very unoriginal. They feel very 2D. I don't want to call them cringy, because that, I, I, but they kind of are. Like I will say this. The last thing I'm going to say about the humor, and I'm going to kind of tie it into what Matt said about the whole board game section... I loved the concept of the board game section. 
absolutely hated the execution of it. I think that it was executed so poorly. And that's how I feel about a lot of the humor. The biggest problem in this game with the humor is that every joke is so wordy. There's so much setup to the joke. There's so it's the jokes are like five and six sentences long. And by the time you get to the punchline, who gives a shit? And that's a really big problem I have with the humor. But back on the characters, Thacker, I, I just I didn't like the characters. I think 2D was a very good way to put it. Appreciate it. Um <laughs> I I've I've learned a lot of like picking my words wisely from uh a, listening to you guys before I joined and then also uh, noticing a lot of, like, looking at some of your, uh, like, entries for your job and everything as well, some That's of your fair. stories. Um, so I've, I've learned quite a bit from that. Um, so on the characters, though, with them being 2D, I, I get it. Like, the characters, I don't want to say they were, like, god-awful, but they were very like I said, 2D. Mm-hmm. You could kind of see how they were going to play out, how they were going to interact, and how they were going to eventually progress through the story with the little character development they had. Um, I like the little homage to um, at least Kevin and Nina's part in their own gangs. Kevin, of course, not having a shirt on. Um Annoying as hell to have it in every single scene possible and make the sly little jokes about it as well. Even at the end where the Nawali is like, hey, Kevin has a shirt on. Um, to even just noticing like the little details on Nina's jacket for her being a Panteros. Um, I did like those few little things, but at the same time, characters just, they were lacking. Um yeah. You have characters that, for Saints fans, and Kyle can attest to this, that you don't even see once in the entire franchise. And I'm referring to Johnny Gat, who has more characteristics than these guys. Um, I think the most well-rounded character outside of the character you make would probably have to be either Atticus or... uh, Fuck, what's her name from Marshall... I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. her name either, but I know who you're Same, talking about. Two scenes? Yeah, she's only in like two She's in like two, in like two, in like two to four scenes. That's it. But, like, I think they had more character uh, characteristics than any of the other people. and That's bad, too. That's bad. Like, hell, Gwen, who you literally see in the beginning of the game... After that, you don't see her at all, and you're like, she has more characteristics than anyone else. Yeah. Like, that says something. And it kills me to know that the most interesting character in this entire game is the character-made character. Yep. That's really bad, in my opinion. I hate to say it. I feel like some of the, like, civilians in the game have more characteristics than these guys. Stacker, was the lady's name, was that Myra? Because Matt said it in the chat. Was her name Myra? Was that correct or no? It was something I like that. So. Star. I think so. Myra Star, you're right. Myra Star, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. But See, and that's the thing. Someone who I'm saying has more characteristics than, or some of the most characteristics out of the main characters we can't even think of her name off the top of our head. The yeah. only reason I know Atticus is because Forget you literally him. have a choice to either kill him or, sorry, shoot him or fire him. 
Yeah. So I want to go to Kyle next. So I know you had a very, very, in my opinion, interesting take on, you know, the members of the Saints in this game, comparing them to previous games. Uh, talk about that real quick. Cause I loved your take on this, and it really made me think about them in a whole new way. These guys, compared to the original Saints, these are the whiniest little bitches I have ever seen come out of a Saints Row game in my life. When I played the older Saints Row games, obviously there was that feel of, you know, hey, we're friends, we're family, but it wasn't so much millennial garbage, bro. I'm sorry. Oh my I God, hated yes. it. They were like every fucking scene. You're my best friend. We do this together. Like the this old isn't a saints. Movie. Like, come on. Now. Yeah, like the old saints. Yes, they were, you know, all about like, you know, being part of a team, part of a family. But like, I mean, they didn't reinforce it with every damn scene. They were hardcore motherfuckers. And when one of them died, do you know what happened? They didn't just sit around and fucking cry about it. They went after every single person involved and killed them. These guys, these guys got captured. Three of them got yep. captured after they thought the Nawali killed you. By one that dude. That is their reaction. Captured to... by one dude. Yeah, that's their reaction to one of their teammates getting killed, one of their family members getting killed. They just I gave up. I was so disappointed with may, that. I'm sorry. May I add, one dude with knives. The dude didn't even carry guns. The Saints, every single uh, member had guns. But this one dude with knives was somehow able three. to capture three of you. And they just sat there and played along. They just sat so... there and played. Like, that to me, I was just like, this is, like, pathetic. I haven't played the it old is. games, but this is pathetic. Like, I I understand that you can make it a story beat, but, like, like I just said, like, this isn't a Disney movie, man. Like, and it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a fucking M-rated video game. Like yeah, I, know, I know we're cussing a lot for like this episode, but like that's just like how frustrating it is. Is that this is an M-rated video game, and they treated it like it was a Disney film. It is very, very, very frustrating. Matt, go ahead. I know I cut you off there. Go ahead. I, w I was just gonna say that's why I felt like there is a part of the story that's missing during that whole segment with you know the the board game part is like you guys brought it up that this one guy took down all of the saints that were at that party and then managed to kidnap three of your friends and all of these characters and all of these like these members of the saints they have weapons and all of that and yeah, that too like i said there's a giant gap there like that's a whole gathering of the saints gang how in the world did one dude kill all of those people and then kidnap them because we and that's the thing we don't have any context we don't know that it happened any differently we have no proof that it happened any differently sure the nawali has his gang when you go after him however we saw nothing of his gang at the actual party so we can't just assume they were there there's no reason for us to assume they were there so that, those are the biggest issues with the story the story's lackluster uh, the mission design isn't bad. I've definitely seen mission, done, mission design better in, in open world games. I think that 
the games, the the missions don't feel as repetitive as I think a lot of reviews have said. Like some reviews have called the, the, the mission design, like they've tried to relate it to Destiny, and Destiny was way more repetitive than this is. So I didn't have a problem necessarily with mission design. Um, we've saved kind of the biggest elephant in the room for last. Let's talk performance of this game, shall we? Because, oh boy, it is rough. Um, Kyle, we always joke about Angry Joe and about, you know, which one of us is going to get the quote-unquote Angry Joe copy of the game. Because we always see in Angry Joe's reviews on YouTube, we always see that his games are seemingly always broken no matter what, but yet everyone else's game works fine. Um... I think uh, if we're going to call any copy of this game the Angry Joe copy, I think it was just the copy that all of us received because this game has some serious bug issues, serious glitches, and I'm not just talking about the funny stuff because there's funny glitches. There's the glitches that me and Thacker experienced in uh, the mission with Nino where that one dude started T-posing, then he knelt down, and then all of a sudden his body started going up and down through the floor. Like, it, it's funny, and like that you can laugh at. It's when a glitch forces you to reset a checkpoint and you have to redo an entire mission. That's game-breaking. And Kyle, you had this happen with the train mission. You had to replay that entire mission. Thacker had it happen with the team-building mission where he had to replay that entire mission. And yes, some of these missions are fun, but having to replay these missions, like that train one, that's like a 30-minute mission, dude. Having to replay all of that, that's not ideal. So... The performance of this game, rough, rough, rough. Kyle, I, I know that we we talk a lot about video game delays and how much we hate them. Do you think this game could have benefited from being delayed just a little bit? Oh, 100%. I think if this game had gotten delayed even to October or November, I don't think it would have been bad. Because, yes, it would have had a lot of other games to compete with. But at least the game would have worked. I can look the other way. If your game has a few glitches here and there, if my game crashes one or two times, you know, it is what it is. But when I don't even have half of the weapons present in the game, I quite literally am not even getting to experience everything the game has to offer because you know broken or not if i could at least experience the full game i could give it that but there are certain you know side hustles ventures i can't complete i cannot do because they won't spawn they're glitched or you know i don't have the right weapons for it or you know there's upgrades i can't get there's cars i can't use like there's so much that is actually just missing from the game the fact that there are trophies tied. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to add was like, you literally can't platinum the game because of glitches. Yes. I cannot get specific trophies that I need because mm-hmm. you have to do certain things with guns that I've done the missions to unlock, but they're not in my arsenal. They're not in my cache. I, you can't find them at any store because the game is glitched and doesn't register that you've unlocked all of these weapons. And when I looked up a full list of the weapons present in the game and realized I only had about 10 of them, when there's like 30 to 40, that's yeah. bad. That is really, really bad. You're telling me that I got the 
bare bones, you know, gameplay for the entirety of the story. Yeah. I was so disappointed with how they thought it was okay to drop this game at full price and half this shit doesn't even work. I'm glad this is an M-rated game because this is an M-rated episode. This game made me cuss a lot. I was pissed at the fact that I had to redo missions, the fact that there are some missions I can't do. I mean, like you guys said, some of the glitches are funny. I ran into some, you know, where, like, bodies were, like, you know, just going crazy, squirming all around, and, you know, there were cars that would be flying, and I thought that was hilarious. But when you have actual content missing from your game, I don't, I don't even know how much I can say that's a glitch or a bug. Or did you just, are you calling it a glitch and you actually just didn't release that content? That's just, you know, are, yeah, it just doesn't put any faith, you know, in anybody who produced this game to make a sequel. It doesn't make me want a sequel, despite any of the story content any of the character development, the gameplay, just the fact that you released this game at full price, as broken as it is, does not make me want you guys to make another Saints Row game. Yeah, I feel that. Like, think about, Kyle, think about on the last mission what I had to deal with. You know, we've talked a lot about this in the very last cutscene in a serious moment. I've got the supposed villain of the game. I'm facing him down. And all of a sudden, he T-poses, and then his body just starts going crazy. Just kills the moment entirely. And it's funny, but it's 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 immersion killing. It's just at that okay, point, that I moment is ruined. Got that. Yeah, that moment is just ruined. It's just absolutely ruined. And then, you know, on the final VTOL section, I told you guys about this. I had this glitch where when I tried to make the VTOL hover, it would zoom me in so far that I couldn't see any of the enemies unless I, like, barely moved the stick along. I had to redo that VTOL section eight times because of a glitch, and I literally couldn't get it to stop doing that. I, you know, I closed my game out. I restarted my PS5. I I did everything that I thought I could do to maybe try to help fix it, to maybe reset the game. I just couldn't get it to work, and it was infuriating for me. So... A delay would have 100% helped this game. I know that we compare a lot of games that release in broken states to, like, Cyberpunk. I'll give you what I think is a better comparison. This game made me feel a lot like Avengers made me feel. Where, like, the gameplay has bright moments, but it's just so buggy and so glitchy, and at a certain point, that stops you from having fun and that's not what the point of the game is there's fun moments in the game of course but when the glitches start impacting how much you're enjoying a game that's when it's become a problem where you should have considered a a delay so thacker i know that you know you you experienced some glitches as well kind of just talk about what you experienced and do you think do you wish this game had been delayed a little bit um yes and no yes and no um and I, I know I'm no, I'm probably gonna get uh, hated on for that by somebody. I don't know who, but probably somebody. Um, but yes and no, mainly because um, let me let me start with no on the simple fact of I had been waiting for this game for a while, um, to the point where my anticipation was killing me. Um, not literally, but figuratively, of course. But 
I I was ready for it. I was ready for another Saints game. I I got this, and yes, it is a Saints game, but it's not the Saints game that everyone was expecting. Um, and that that's the only reason why I say no is because I I had waited for the a Saints a new Saints game for a while. Um, more so yes though, because of as we've said the glitches itself the um the story just kind of being lackluster um characters being more 2d than three-dimensional um for all the negatives we've said about it yes i do wish it would have been delayed even if it was just a month to three months right like the game fantastic game uh i wouldn't say perfect game i wouldn't say it's absolutely you have to go and grab it right fuck now um but it's a game i did enjoy a little bit more so than some of the other games we've reviewed this year um but it's just it's one of those where i enjoyed it um but i do on a stronger side wish it had been delayed a little longer glitch wise um (laughs) All I can think about is the first time one, uh, Rusty, you and I were in a co-op game, and out of nowhere, for some odd reason, the water hydrant, the fire hydrants have enough power when you hit it to launch you in the air a good, like, 30, 40 feet. Yeah. Like... I get it. There's no like physics in this game really for like every little detail. But if I'm hitting a water hydrant, it should not launch a monster truck 30, 40 feet in the air. That was a little ridiculous. Um, the, the VTOL glitch that you had, I had it as well. I finally decided, you know what? Instead of me just ramp, like going full turbo mode, to the objective i took the slow route and just coasted there awful. it took another do, do what i said that's pretty awful like you shouldn't have to do that to be honest like, like it, it takes away yeah. from the experience of having this big back boss like vehicle and it, it was one of those where it took longer to get there by maybe 10 15 seconds but that's 10 15 seconds that if you're trying to speed run this game that's 10, 15 seconds you don't really want to waste. So it's one of those where the zoom in on vehicles glitch, that definitely needs to be fixed ASAP, especially if Koch Media and Volition are wanting to make a second Saints Row game and reboot the series in a whole. Um, there are a lot of glitches in this game that need to be fixed before there's even thoughts of a second game. Yeah, I think that, honestly, as a Saints Row fan, somebody who's played all the games and, you know, holds this series very near and dear to their heart, I'm disappointed with the fact that they called this Saints Row. I think if this game had released and they called it anything else, the issues would have still been there, but at least I wouldn't have had any sort of... I guess I would say expectations and I'm not trying to criticize this game just to completely hate on it, 
What I will say, though, is I'm going to criticize this game heavily because I have played Saints Row. I've played all the Saints Rows, and what it felt like you were trying to do was appeal to a wider, younger base who has not played the games before, which I think is okay, but you really left the rest of us who have carried you to this point feeling like you forgot about us because yeah. anybody who played Saints Row before this and played this game immediately recognized that this didn't have anywhere near the same feel. And I honestly don't think that there is a way to fix this game. I don't think that a delay could have made this Saints Row. I think a delay could have kept this from being broken. But I think, honestly, as a whole, this missed hard because they took absolutely no risk. They played it extremely safe. They did things basic. And... I, as a whole, do not want them to make another Saints Row game if it's going to be like this. I would rather them make a new IP than tell me that they're going to make a Saints Row 2 and have that game be more tame than the third one you remastered two years ago. I really, really hope that they listen to the criticism that the Saints Row fans have been giving because this absolutely was not the vibe for this franchise. I 100% agree. I'm right there with you. So, uh, Matt, I'm, I'm going to go to you to help me close this out as already a longer episode than what we normally put out. And if anyone is still listening, thank you for listening. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about how much a game can impact you how much how memorable a game is and matt i love the description you have when we talked about this game this open world this big open world because it's a big big game um it just feels very simplistic sometimes overly simplistic it's a buggy mess it just doesn't kind of, it just doesn't really you're not really going to think about this game yeah, and I get that because, like, the open world thing has been done so much. and It's really hard to come up with any more original ideas for an open world game because, I mean, this being my first Saints Row, I did remember a lot of people talking about it that, you know, that it got compared to GTA a lot. And, like, looking back at it, I remember when the very first Saints Row game was announced back on the original Xbox. And I think it was an Xbox exclusive at the time. And I remember because I used to watch game reviews like X-Play covering it. And I've always had an interest in the series, but just nothing ever really ticked me over to get into it. And then everyone was talking about this game, um, being excited for it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm finally ready to kind of dip my, you know, my feet in the water and try it out. And it's just, I did not expect it to leave an impact on me. Like, it's it's a game. I'm going to say that. Yeah. It is a game. And, um, I mean, it did what it wanted to do. Um, it gave you, you know, the characters it wanted to give you. It told the story it wanted to tell. But it's just, that's not enough, especially when we have so many fantastic games coming out this year of all different genres. And it's just, it's not a standout. Like, it was fun for what it gave us. The online multiplayer is something that would stick with me. And that is actually a reason why... I would still hop back in and play the game with you guys, you know, from time to time, just to, you know, screw around. And 
I, I wish that they did let you have more people play online. I think t only two at a time is, is kind of lame. And um, I don't know if that was just a technical aspect, like they couldn't get you to have more than just two players at a time. But when I think of video games, and I think of like when we discussed our top 10, we think of the games that impacted us the most. Yep. And I mean, this game... It's going to impact people. Like, I mean, there's going to be fans of this game, and there's going to be the ones who don't like it. It's it's made its mark um, on this generation of consoles. Like, it's here, you know. And uh, you know, I guess maybe they'll eventually want to give it DLC. Maybe that's where the rest of the game is. I don't know. Um, but uh, for me, I guess I'm not gonna say that. Oh man, I'm looking forward to the next Saints Row because this game was just so great and everything like that. I made a joke. I call the game Saints Blow. Okay. There's that joke. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit, but you know what? I respect it. Um, before I kind of give my final thoughts, I, I do want to give Thacker a chance here because, uh, obviously, Thacker, you got to do something that none of us got to do. You got to go out to Las Vegas for this game, and I think that I think that was really, really cool uh, that you got to go out there, kind of meet you know some of the people that work at Koch Media. So I think that was really cool. If you want to talk about that for a second, you can go ahead um, because I think that, that was a pretty cool experience. Honestly, uh I'm not I'm not gonna like flex on that one too much, but it, it was definitely a really cool experience. Um I I was very grateful for the company to be able to send me out and do that and meet with some of the heads for Koch Media and Volition and be able to kind of test the game out um for an hour a month before a game even was released. Um it was definitely one of those experiences that um I'm probably never going to forget. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to either because I have a tattoo from it as well. But um, one of the dumbest tattoos, but one of the funniest as well. It kind of looks like a tooth fairy. If you, if you follow my Twitter, I'll post a picture of it later. But, um, but no, like it's one of those where I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I got a lot of insight on the game that... Um, now actually fully playing and beating the game, I wish I was a little bit more harsh on my critiques when giving feedback to the heads on it. But at the time, I think I was just so uh, caught up in the moment of being able to play it early that my mind was just blank when I was thinking of critiques for it. So... Um, Definitely enjoyed it. Loved the after party with it as well, where they actually brought in some actors to be like Kevin and Nina and Eli and some of the Panteros as well. Um, definitely an experience that was fun. Uh, and looking forward to any other contests that there are involving something like that so I can try to try to get some more insight on stuff like that because it's always a blast. Um but yeah, I, I appreciate uh, asking about that one. That was, I really enjoyed that. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sorry. gonna. I, you're good. You're I, good. I'm glad I was able to at least bring something like sentimental from the trip as well for each of you guys as well. Because yeah. I know Kyle, being a huge Saints Row fan, he was like, "Sneak me into this. Sneak me in." Um, and with this being yours and Matt's first game, I'm glad I was able to at least bring something small to kind of commemorate the game so here are my final thoughts on saints row because i was looking forward to this it being my first game and i know that 
we have spent probably the last 40 minutes tearing this game down. Um, I just want to say that I was looking forward to it and I was very, very underwhelmed by this. I think that if you play this game and you come out of it thinking that this is a great entry in the Saints Row franchise, I challenge you to maybe step back and take the bias goggles off just a little bit. Because, and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to leave us with this, and then we're going to, then we're going to, we'll, we'll close this episode out because it's already really, really long. Uh, the definition of fantastic is imaginative and extraordinary, or extraordinary, and or, pretty much. Um, I feel like this game was absolutely neither of those. So, I think this is the classic uh, 6 out of 10. That is where my final score is. I was at a 7. And after having some time to think about the game and take a deep look at my critiques, I'm sitting at a six. So I I really do, if Koch Media does choose to do another game, I hope they take the critique seriously because there's a lot of things that needs to be fixed in this game. And I am not going to speak for the three of you. Our top ten lists at the end of the year are our own top ten lists. I already know that, you know, a game that ranks highly on my list is probably not going to rank as highly on Kyle's list. It's probably not going to rank like Matt's list. probably not going to rank like Thacker's list. Uh, I will go ahead and say that this game, uh, is not getting anywhere near my top 10 list. And the only thing that I felt after this game was disappointed. The funniest thing that I've heard in the last week, I was fully expecting it to be something from this game, but instead it is only the fact that it is now side mission cannon that Matt has a Pac-Man fetish. But that is going to be the end of this episode of side mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SideMissionPod. You can follow me, the rest of the boys. You can follow all of us there as well. For Matt, Thacker, Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.